This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest place to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter the offer code SPILLED at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. In this case, Molly gets lipstick all over her fondue fork. <laughs> Which is not a fork. It's a uh, stabby. It's a stabby. Uh, yeah. You, um, Let's start over. No, th- those are, but, but, but you've just listed off, like, those are my four favorite utensils, fork, knife, spoon, and stabby. <laughs> Okay. Um, We should thank listener Casey. Yeah, thank you, listener Casey. For suggesting that we have fondue for lunch today and and talk to you about it and not give you any. And uh, I understand, Molly, I did not realize this until just this second, that this is your first fondue experience. This is my first fondue experience. It's true. I know. It seems impossible, especially given that I was born in the late 70s. You would think that I I would have been, like, raised on an exclusive diet of of fondue. Yeah, I figure you were were, uh, discovered on your parents' doorstep uh, nestled in a fondue pot. Yeah, I was. (laughs) (laughs) Delivered delivered by some sort of Swiss stork. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, then can I can I tell you some things I learned about fondue please, while I was... Uh, please do. I, I assume that means you don't have any childhood fondue experience that you want to share? I have no memories of fondue, although I do have a good raclette story. Can we be sure and talk about oh, raclette? Oh, absolutely, okay. definitely. Yeah, I have no childhood fondue experiences either, um, except that uh, a popular prom night destination... Um, I mean, pre-prom, not like the after-prom hotel room destination, uh, was the Melting Pot Fondue Wait, did you guys really go back to a hotel after prom? No, I wanted to, certainly, but uh, it didn't happen. I, I, there were certainly, it was rumored that people were doing that. Okay, so, um, yeah, so the Melting Pot uh, Fondue, overpriced fondue chain restaurant, um, never been there. Is it nationwide? I think it is. So I've here, never been there either, but so, I'd always heard about it. Okay, some some things I learned about fondue. Um, fondue is like a corporate plot, so uh, or like like an, an industry plot. 
in that, um, like in the 1930s. Oh, I heard about this too. Where did I hear about this? Oh, I think it was on Radio Lab or something. It was on Radio Lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go on, go on. Right. So, like in the 30s, there there was like a Swiss cheese glut, and uh, um, Swiss cheese makers needed to unload a bunch of cheese. So they're like, "How do we do this? Um, let's uh, let's convince the world that people in Switzerland eat fondue all the time, and you can too. Uh, and then they will buy our cheese." And it was phenomenally successful. I assume probably makers, the makers of fondue pots, were were in on the conspiracy also. And it seems like it comes around again and again. Like when I was working at Sur La Table in the early 2000s, fondue pots were hot all over again and raclette sets. Okay, let's hold off on talking about the raclette. Let's talk about fondue for a minute. So so at its most basic, it uses a a variety of cheese that we broadly think of as Swiss cheese. So like Emmental, Gruyere. Other cheeses possibly there aren't that many swiss cheeses that are widely known i mean that's true i mean like conte is is harder to find beaufort harder to find uh sprint never heard of that one. Oh, it's that's like the isn't the... that a phone company <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm switching to sprints i got they, they sent me this big wheel of cheese and i'm saving so much on long distance long distance what am i talking about <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you're back this, in the '70s and right, right. your See, fondue. The, 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 this is the thing I noticed recently that, like, as far as as long as I've been watching TV, there have always been phone company commercials. But when I was a kid, it was always like, now you can pay only ten cents for a long distance. And for a while, it was collect calls. Yeah, remember like one eight hundred collect and one eight hundred call att. Why were people making so many collect calls? Was everyone in jail? I think so. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a it rough was an, time. It was an era of mass violence. Yes. <laughs> um, Summer of Sam. That's right. Yes. I, yeah. When and when you were in trouble, you, you needed would to make a collect you call. Collect call. <laughs> <laughs> that that's why there were so many murders. By the time you got finished dialing all those numbers, like that was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Enough of that. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but no. So uh, a traditional fondue has a, a liquid in it, like white wine, or some have beer, right? Yeah. A lot so, of them have kirsch or kirsch. Yes, yeah, so a little uh, cherry liqueur. Is that what kirsch is? Mm-hmm, it is. Kirschwasser. Kirschwasser. Um, and it's supposed to uh, have, have a, a distinctly winey flavor to it. So it's it's strong cheeses and wine and you're gonna and you're gonna dip stuff into it, and you're gonna dip stuff. So today we've got some. Uh, it looks like a baguette that you've cubed up. That's correct. Uh, some ham that you've cubed up, roasted Yukon gold potatoes, and roasted carrots. Your your uh, fondue accoutrement identification skills are unparalleled. Thank you, thank you. I wish that we had some little pearl onions and maybe. Ooh. Cornichon, or, yes. or gherkins. Okay, I want to ask you about gherkins because what are gherkins? I mean, I know. I think they're just little, little cucumbers or little cucumber pickles. Yeah. So are they are they baby big cucumbers I feel like maybe or they're they... seasoned differently from cornichon? Yeah. You know what word I love to say? Spätzle. I'm never entirely sure if I'm pronouncing it right. I'm not sure I'm doing it, it totally right. Because sometimes either, I say sh- Spetzel. It's definitely on the spet- Spetz side, but I yeah. don't know if it's like spet- Spetzle or Spetzle. Spetzle. I think it's, it's Spetzle. It's like a Porsche versus Porsche kind of thing. Whatever. So do you have to make a fondue with these Swiss cheeses, these Swiss-style cheeses? I was wondering that, too. And it seems – so I was talking about this with my wife, Lori, last night. Like, why why is fondue still so closely associated with Swiss cheeses? Why haven't we 
as is our God-given right as Americans, taken it and turned it into something unrecognizable. Ooh, ooh, yes, ooh, yes, yes, ooh. yes, yes. Well, these cheeses are very good melting cheeses. I yes. mean, there, there are cheeses that are better for melting than others, and, and these are very good. Yes, but what I, so what I started to say was, um, I mean, last night, was uh, what about like, is there, isn't there like a Velveeta version? And she said, yeah, that's called queso. Yeah, it um, is. And so, you make it in your microwave. Right. So I think that is the American fondue. But there are, you know, I did, uh, you know, easily run across like cheddar beer fondue recipes, which would probably be very good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, I feel like I wouldn't be so into like a gorgonzola fondue. I think that might be pushing it. Yeah, I think that'd be pushing it too. Hey, so it, it, like... Why get a fondue pot when clearly this candle apparatus we have is so effective? Matthew has basically put um, a cooling rack, like a wire rack, over a couple of votive candles and put the the cheesy mixture in a Pyrex dish on top of the cooling rack. Yeah, I think we'll post a picture of that. Mm-hmm. High high skill level engineering. Yeah, and I yeah I put a couple of tea light candles under there, which look like they are on their last legs, which is okay because we're getting full. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it keeps it it keeps it bubbling. But I think, how do you feel about this? Actually, like I like I yes, don't, I don't love this. Here's the thing. I don't, That's not what I was asking, but okay. Oh, fine. okay. I don't think I want wine flavor with my cheese. I mean, just like, is it not good enough to just melt some delicious cheese for me? I mean, I know that the texture wouldn't be right. Um, but then maybe what I want is more like cheese toast and not fondue. Well, I mean, you could you could use water instead of wine. <laughs> we could try that. But um, I, I, wouldn't that kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of surprised. I always thought, oh, a big bubbling pot of cheese. What is not to love? But there's some stuff here that I don't love. I like it. I think... Yeah, you just have to go in knowing that it's that it's going to hit you over the head with with white wine flavor. Yeah. Um, what <laughs> what if we used red wine? The color would be amazing. It would, yeah, it would look like a a pot of gore. Do you taste the the kirschen here? By the way, I don't think I do. I don't either. What's the deal? And I like kirschen. I mean, I'd love to taste it. There's not there's not a lot in there. Could hey, have used more. So let's talk about raclette. Okay, and, okay, and, and let's raclette do this. Sets because I just like saying that. You just said raclette sex. So so does everybody know what a raclette set is? Oh, I know all about raclette sex. What are we talking about? Go on. Okay. So you've sold raclette sets in your days. At I have. Sola I Talk. have. Go, but that doesn't that doesn't mean I know what it is. Okay. okay. So basically, it's like kind of a. Um, it, it often looks like a griddle on top. Oh yeah. Because you can use it as a griddle on top, but then it's um. So it's this flat surface. It sits on top of a table, but it's it's kind of tall. And so underneath the griddle surface, there are these little slots that are tailor-made to have these <laughs> tiny little skillets put into them. And there's some sort of a heat source in there. I Okay, stop right there. If you've never seen a, a raclette apparatus before and you just listen to this description <laughs> i want you to take out a piece of paper and sketch what you think molly just described take a picture of it with your phone really? and send I it to was... contact at spilledmouthpodcast.com <laughs> no i, I think you're doing a great job I, I i but i know what it looks like and i have a feeling if i didn't i would be envisioning some kind of robot i'm pretty sure everybody's gonna send in pictures that kind of that look like spiders like tarantulas or something <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that that uh, you have confidence that anyone's gonna send in a picture just because <laughs> I told them Great. to. Okay. So anyway, basically, your raclette set comes with all these little, these like six little skillets. And so you and your five closest friends sit around the table with, say, a bowl of like boiled potatoes, some ham, maybe some little pearl onions, your gherkins, if you're into that. And I'm sitting you, around with my five closest gherkins. <laughs> and you... Just- 
<laughs> gherkin it. You take <laughs> shut up. You take a slice of raclette, which is another a, a type of cheese that's very good for melting. Um, it's a little stinkier than mm-hmm. than any of these fondue cheeses. Anyway, you take a slice of it, put it on your skillet, slide the skillet into the raclette set, and it melts the cheese. And then you like drizzle this hot melted raclette onto your plate full of potatoes and gherkins and ham and stuff. That's I'm glad and, you said that because that was the part. I, I've never had it, and so I didn't know what you did with this little thing of cheese after you melted it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the little skillets are usually nonstick, so the cheese right. kind of just slides right off in a glorious, gloopy, Cascade, waterfall, cheese fall. And cheese fall. <laughs> anyway, um, can I tell you about my one and only raclette experience? Oh, please do. So when I was, God, I, I hate that here. I'm just going to reinforce all your stereotypes of me. When I was a student in Paris my junior year of college, um, I had just turned 21, and I met this guy in a nightclub, the one and only time I ever went to a nightclub in, like, my entire – the only time I've ever gone in my whole life. And I met this, like, total babe of a man, tall, black French? hair, olive skin, so stunning Jean and beautiful. Luke? No. Um, <laughs> his name is being redacted. Okay. Anyway, um, he was only 18, and <clears throat> we dated for all of like six weeks. But I don't was, know if I'd even call that a man. It was a glorious six weeks. And <clears throat> anyway, he was in his first year of college and he still lived at home as most people do in, at least in Paris, I think sort of much more common in Europe than here. Um, his parents went out of town. Woo-hoo! And of course I came over to spend the night Yeah, and um, he invited four of his closest friends over and we <laughs> made raclette. Not a euphemism. We made sweet, sweet raclette. Um, <laughs> he got out the raclette set. Yeah, he did. And um, set it up on his mother's kitchen table. And he, like, in retrospect, I find this pretty impressive. <clears throat> For, like, an 18-year-old boy to have the wherewithal to do this, he boiled some potatoes. Yeah. He got the, like, pearl onions and the gherkins. And he got two different kinds of ham. And he invited his friends over. And these were, like, like stoner dudes. I mean, this sure. was not, like, you know... An ordinary occurrence, I don't think, or maybe it was. But anyway, we sat around and we ate raclette and it was awesome. Okay, uh, two questions. Do you think this was like his, it might have been like his regular poker night, only it was raclette night? Mm-hmm. And are, is there any difference between French stoner dudes and American stoner dudes? I'm quite familiar with the latter, but not so much with the former. Well, French stoner dudes tend to wear more scarves. Oh yeah, <clears throat> stinky, was, stinky scarves. <laughs> he was he was really into um, reggae. Sure. And he um, he yeah he had this like really thick black hair that was just it was short but it was kind of long enough to be really messy and he would wear a white cotton hairband in his hair. Wow, like a and scrunchie? a scarf. No, like a like a like something that a like. I Babushka? would I would put on my head to hold my hair back while I wash my face. Okay. Anyway, I still don't know what that is, but I'm, I'm just well, going like to roll with it. It's like a cotton band, like a right. like a stretchy cotton band. Mm-hmm. And anyway, this looked so foxy on him. Yeah, this sounds I, awesome. I know. Anyway, and his scarf and his raclette, and I mean, so I got to say, if I'm going to go a melted cheese route, like a melted cheese 
with stuff that you put it on that's not not just a piece of toast <laughs> that, or pizza. <laughs> that what you're saying is you don't care what it is as long as you get to sit on a French guy's lap. <laughs> I wasn't sitting on his lap. I was just sitting next to him. But um, that raclette was really delicious. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't have any story that can possibly compete with that. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Now, We have told you about Squarespace before. This is probably not the first time in your life you've heard of Squarespace. If you have not signed up for Squarespace yet, however, what are you waiting for? It is simple, powerful, and beautiful. So what does that actually mean? It means that you can get on and build a great website for, you know, you want to sell some products. You want to showcase your portfolio of of photography or your designs. Uh, You want to have a great blog. You can do any of those things with Squarespace, and it will be easier and uh, quicker than any web building experience you've ever had. They feature responsive design, so your site's going to look great on any device you pull it up on. Yep. Every website comes with the possibility for an online store. They have this new cover pages feature that allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. Yeah, just like, minutes. you know, I just started my business. I need to have a website. I want to get something up there uh, right away that looks great, just tells people where to find me. That's what Cover Pages is for. Yep. They've got 24-7 support. You can email them at any time, and they will get back to you uh, practically immediately. Is this still the Care Bear lair? It, I think it's still the Care Bear lair, obviously. Yeah. I mean, why would you Why would you change the name of your support system if it was called the Care Bear lair? So, uh, yeah, and I want to tell you a, a true story. I was beating my head against a non-Squarespace website that I, I maintained this morning and thinking about how much easier it would be and less broken it would be if it were run by Squarespace, and I should probably get on that. So Matthew, you can start a trial with no credit card required. That's good, because I am broke. And you can start building your website today. When you decide to sign up, just make sure to use that offer code SPILLED to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for our show. Uh, is it true that if I sign up for a year, I get a free domain name and it's only eight bucks a month? Yes, it is, Matthew. I love, I love it when things turn out to be true. <laughs> Well, thank you, Squarespace, for helping to support Spilled Milk. Squarespace. Build it, beautiful. Wait, that's not what it's, how it's supposed to be. Wait. Okay, they've got this new slogan. We're not sure if it's build it beautiful or build it beautiful. I but either way. I like build it beautiful. Yeah, I mean, like, give me some for once. Yeah. Anyway, go get him, Squarespace. This is the first time I have made fondue from scratch. It didn't even occur to me that you could make raclette. I this mean, is- fondue anyway, but but from scratch. Don't you just take, like, cheese and put it in a pot with some wine and stuff? So there are these fondue packets, and I get them at Trader Joe's, but I've seen them other places, um, and they are, they are made in Switzerland. And it's, it's like a paper, flat paper box, and you open it up, and there's a foil packet inside, and you cut it open, and there's this slab of cheesy stuff. And you just put it in a pot and melt it and then transfer it to your fondue pot. So it's like they've somehow fused together cheese, wine, kirsch, and cornstarch. So you make it sound like that's a difficult thing to do. Well, but it sounds revolting. Um, so it's like a, like, is it like a little briquette? It, yeah, it's like, well, it's like a, it's a slab. Okay. Um, Have you ever taken it out and, and just sort of played with it? <laughs> Does it bounce? <laughs> Does it bounce? So another thing about fondue is um, you can just take it out and play with it. That's right. Um, oh boy. 
I was going to say another actual thing about you fun, too. You are but... welcome, Matthew. Yeah. All right. You are welcome. Um, hey, you wrote down here on this piece of paper in front of me, la religieuse. That means none. Oh, does it? It does. It, it means does. none. So what is um, it? La religieuse is, um, which does mean none. I don't, there are like a bunch of things in food that are, that are named for clergy. Like, like, uh, you know, there's. Well, there's like a, like something that's like an eclair, but a different shape. And it's called a religieuse. Uh-huh. There's a, a strozza preti. Yeah, that's um, true. Strangle the old priest. Uh, there's other stuff. La religieuse is the crusty layer of cheese that forms on the bottom of the fondue part, and it's many people's favorite part of the fondue. I don't know if we're going to get one today, because I don't know if my jury-rigged fondue mechanism has enough firepower to crust up some cheese. So, hey, do we have anything else to say? Uh, no, I don't think so. I uh, I don't know if uh, if listener Casey is gonna be is gonna be too happy with our extremely uh, shallow exploration of the world of fondue. Well, yeah, but wait. We, can't, we can't be experts uh, on everything, Matthew. I mean, there's so many things that we are just vastly knowledgeable about. We've got to have some. We, we've got to be human, right? I mean, we know a lot about um, cell phone coverage maps. Mm-hmm. We know a lot about uh, collect calls. I know so much about French stoner dudes. Yes. Um, I know about um, cheese-based fantasies. Uh, and let's just and let's just leave it at that. Oh, Great. wait, wait. One more thing about fondue. Chocolate fondue was invented by Toblerone. So there you go. Oh, another, like, marketing thing? Yeah, another marketing thing. Wow. Well, I, I feel like you and I, as, as members of the Foodorati, uh, should come up with a... a food trend of the future that we can do the campaign for, cash in, live the, the high life in Paris, just doused in raclette, head to I toe. I know this is going to surprise you, but I think I would live the high life somewhere else. <gasps> really? Yeah. Where? I don't know. I'm going to have to think about Japan? it. Japan? Um, uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right. Yeah. Well, if, as long as you take me first and show me all the good stuff. All right. right, will do. Okay. You're on. Okay. That's just to Molly listeners. You're, you're not yeah, invited. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, you can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com. Uh, we'll post a link to that fondue recipe. We'll post a, uh, a video of, of scary bubbling fondue mm-hmm. um, a, um, and a, a picture of a French stoner guy. Um, <laughs> nope. Nope. Sorry. But, but you've, got, you've got that picture in your imagination. Yes, you do. Uh, Savor it. You can find us at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. Did you already say that? <laughs> well, I mean, like three seconds ago, so I can see why <laughs> why you would have forgotten it by now. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Please don't call us collect. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait. <laughs> I'm oh, what? What? Your, you are, your name. Oh, I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amsterdam. Have you done this show before? Oh, what? What's wrong <laughs> <Is> this... today? <laughs> you, are, you, are you suffering from, from anterior grade amnesia? <laughs> because I, I think I've seen this on a TV that show. That word is too big for me. All right. Hola. Hola. Hello. Welcome, welcome to 1977. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.